Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Trust in Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, are you? I'm the producer, Matt Duncan, the man. He's tickling the the keys. He's uh, pumping the stings. Fred, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, talking about myself a little bit less in the third person than you, <laughs> but uh, happy nonetheless. I finally got a little bit on my wall behind me. I got yeah. a signed DeRozan tea. Um, you know, some smaller art, like a, a, a Lowry championship, uh, you know, kind of artistic picture. Also a Kawhi picture you can't exactly see right now. Right. And top, top part of the, the screen, which you also can't see, is a, uh, is a signed autograph from uh, a member of the Fab Five who was also a Raptor. Um, uh, well, by, by, it was part of a Sears campaign. Uh, I'm going to grab it right now. Whoa. Jimmy King. Okay. So this is a deep cut for the hardcore Raptors fans. Whoa, guys, check out the YouTube on this one. That is a deep cut. Jimmy, Jimmy King. Jimmy King, Sears, <laughs> uh, is part of a Sears campaign. Um, and, uh, yeah, happy to have it. And, uh, you know, happy to have a backdrop and happy to do this podcast with you. This is a Raptors, like, hardcore fan podcast. We're comedians. Right. We're, we do commercial actors. We do a bunch of stuff. But uh, we're, we're hardcore and we love the raps and it's a good time. Maddie, if people, mm-hmm. you know, want to help us, fig- you know, figure out this podcast landscape and all the good stuff beyond, you know, sharing the good word, how can they do that? Well, as I uh, always say, you know, I say to go to dunkspodcast.com because that's our website and all our links are there for our podcatchers and everything. But you're probably on a podcatcher right now if you're listening to Mm -hmm. this, you know, unless you somehow found it, someone's, you know, posted it on 4chan or something and you've come across it there, you know, get off the 4chan, get onto a podcatcher and subscribe. And if you do go into the Apple podcasts, just give us a little bit of a review, you know, like we've been doing this podcast so long. It was called iTunes. We always said subscribe on iTunes, but nobody says that anymore. They say Apple podcasts. So thank you to those who have made a review for us. And if you haven't yet, if you want to take a little Christmas time, holiday time, uh, to do it, uh, we'd be very appreciative of that. And as well, we are on a network. It's called Sonar. We all know what Sonar is. Heck, it ended the war, some would say. Uh, go to the sonarnetwork.com and you can listen to our pod there, as well as all these other ones that are great. We have actually another Sonar brethren on the podcast today, which is exciting. So make sure to check out his as well. Uh, and, uh, we'll talk lots about that as well as a lot of warm milk. There's a lot of, a lot of milk talk on this one. So, um, mm-hmm. get yourself a tall glass of the, of the white stuff and, and, and slurp this one down. But before that, we are 
approaching a uh, supply shortage across the world. Uh, you know, everyone's getting their gifts for the holidays. What am I going to do? Uh, the deliveries are taking too long. Well, I'll tell you what's not going to take too long. Confederacy of Dunks toques, okay? Those are one things that I can tell you right now are not going to be in the supply problem. So get in touch with us. Uh, you can send us a message uh, best on our, like, Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and uh, we will uh, we'll set that up and get a toque to you. Damn right. Um, Anti-itch, anti-supply chain. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, yeah, it can't be tampered with. It's like a it's like a blockchain for all you crypto heads out there. It's safe in a Ziploc bag uh, organized by me. And there's a finite number five. (laughs) Buy one and I'll send one to you. this uh yeah it's a it's a good pod we got matt malant and and we got uh anthony hall um from book advince and uh, uh from bits and bites respectively their podcasters are improvisers their rappers are hilarious uh check out their he stay uh comedy rap video uh you know it's a little bit older because Kawhi did not stay but it's still really funny so check that out mm-hmm. and um yeah, I also just want to do a quick shout out to Ashley Como and um, Connor Thompson, who got me that that sweet merch. I'm going to be hanging in the in the back of every pod. Jimmy King, oh. Raptors, Fab Five. Uh, I think um, I think we're almost good to go. But I'll just let oh. people know we talk about a bunch of good stuff on the pod. Uh, warm milk, bag milk. Uh, Matt's acting like he's falling from the sky. I don't know why. Oh, sorry, is my my camera keeps going out or something? Is it going out? Matt, I think is either razzing me or trying to pretend like he's falling from the sky. Uh, you got to check it out on YouTube. He's a really, really good physical actor. Um, he looked like he yeah had fallen. I think he looked like the guy in the Die Hard who falls and dies. That's what uh, Maddie looked like, I think. Um, so check that out on YouTube. Get some entertainment from your boy Maddie. But yeah, we talk. We talk precious bag milk. We talk. Um, you know which Raptors we want to see develop. Uh, weirdest players in the NBA. And um, oh dear, what was the last thing we talked about, Maddie? Uh, it was oh weird yeah, weird uh, NBA historic- players. Historic low moments because of that Memphis OKC blowout. Uh, but yeah, uh, check out the pod. Follow those people on their socials. And uh, I think before before we launch all the way into this podcast, I'll say, as I usually say, um, defund the police, stop Asian hate, email your city councilors, and um, Black Lives Matter. And I think with that, let's get popping here. Maddie, give me... Give me those words I, I crave to hear every week. Every week, give me those sweet, sweet words. Okay. 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 Let's get this episode rolling. We got a lot to talk about. Raptors doing their thing. That's an exciting year so far. So yeah, let's bring our guest number one. He's done the pod a million times. I'm sure he's having a great year with the uh, with the Ball family doing so well. I'm not sure if Leangelo is in the league still, but the other two brothers, uh, Lonzo and Lamelo, are killing it. And um, yeah, I'm sure he's happy about it. Let's uh, let's give him a big 
round, warm of a warm applause, even if you're at home alone, make a ton of noise for a hilarious stand-up. Get crazy. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna read his Twitter bio, Hollow Notes. I'll read that as well. Hollow Notes, follow him on Twitter. But wow. go crazy for Anthony Hall. <laughs> oh, oh setup of all of these things um, are amazing. Some of these things are true. Uh, my Twitter handle is Holland Jokes, and I'm very happy about my investment and love of the Ball family. Hashtag Freely Angelo. <laughs> um, great hashtag. Happy to have you back. I'm glad I made it through that intro. I was looking at too many things at the same time. Honestly, happens to the best of us. Happens to me a lot. But uh, what's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for uh, challenging me to uh, complete my New Year's resolution of becoming a stand-up comedian. Um, it is... Uh, so good to be back on the pod, of course, chatting Raptors, chatting NBA, uh, talking about the good old league, 75, hashtag NBA 75, you know, yeah. you You're know the vibe. Hashtags. This is good. <laughs> number two. I, I, I meant to drop a, a Ming's Dynasty young Riesling. I think that's why I got, um, I got a little bit, uh, you know, stammered up there. But yeah, let's bring on guest number two. Um, he's from the hilarious rap group Notorious. He's an amazing improviser, a credible comedian. I won't call him a stand-up, but I bet you he'd be good at stand-up too, just like you, Anthony. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're, if you're at home alone, for Matt Malin. Yo. This is new music for you. What up, everybody? What up? What's hey, up, Fred? So happy um, to be here. Long time Matt. listener, uh, first time uh, speaker in front of a microphone. I'm happy to have you. Uh, I'm, you know, you, you guys know each other well. You you worked mm -hmm. on the hit rap song "He Stay Together." Everybody <laughs> check that out. It's just it's packed with references. If you're a Raptors fan, also you know it gets dark. There's some jokes about grandmas dying and their inheritance, <laughs> but it's coming from a lovely place. Spoiler alert! Yeah, listen. Yeah, also, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert uh, he did not stay, as I think we're all. <laughs> yes, I think our song hope. wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, spoiler alert, I hope everyone's grandma's okay, but I, I think I'm, I'm going down a dark road. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, grandmas do do move on at some point. But, you know, yeah. I feel like maybe this is not the the most engaging way to, to, to start off this podcast by just getting real, real sad about all our grandmas, especially at the uh, end of the old pandy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone love your grandmas. Let's start talking about Raptors ball. Maddie, good sir. Give me your most delicious, weird-sounding, non-Aaron's Bane included, Raptors Sting. Thank you, Bobby Webster. Nailed it. I nailed nice. the sound at the end. Yeah, thanks. That was great. Uh, Let's uh, let's go to you first, uh, uh, Matt. Since you're the first uh, first time on the pod, yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, you know, so many Raptors players developing. Like even our oldest guys, Ken Birch, Chris Boucher, uh, and well, I mean, you know, we're not including Dragic right now, but you know, even Cam and Chris and you know, I guess Pascal are still developing. So you know, they're not 
they're not they haven't peaked or anything like that. But for any reason, um, for any motivation, what are your you know two guys on this squad that you're looking forward to to seeing develop this year the most? Uh, well, um, I was lucky enough to go to the game uh, on the thirtieth, and so I got to see uh, some of these guys live. And nice. you know, I'm going to go with you know the obvious one. It's just such a pleasure to watch Scotty Barnes play. Yes, yes, clearly. I mean, you know, in terms of the, just the being at the very beginning of his development, but he's already like so good. You know, yes. we're looking at we're looking at it's just incredible. Like averaging 15 points a game, like uh, uh, like eight rebound eight rebounds, like three assists at this point, basically. And so, like for him to be already so good, it's so exciting. And I mean, to me, the most exciting thing is I'm not uh, like. I'm not like a diehard basketball. Mm-hmm. I like, I like ball, but I, you know, I don't follow the league closely enough to like know the nuances of the game, but, right. and I can, but I can see him making mistakes all the time. And mm-hmm. I love that because if like a fool like me can clearly see the room for growth, clearly <laughs> the amount of potential is vast, right? He's going to clean up. He's going to stop losing the ball so much, you know, he's yeah. even better defensively. So for me, watching him is just a pure pleasure and so exciting. Um, uh, yeah. Well said. And let me just interject by saying that I almost framed this question around besides Scotty. Yeah, I know. Who are you most excited? Because Scotty is like the answer for this. He's just, it's wildly fun watching him grow. But sorry. Yeah, of course, right? You love, you know, as my 15 year old nephew just said, I'm like, oh, Scotty's fun to play. He's like, yes, he is guaranteed going to win rookie of the year and he's guaranteed going to be a Hall of Famer. Like he was my 15 year old. He was very on top of it. So I felt like I had to rep him. Shout out Jack. If you're listening. All right. What's up, Jack coming in hot. I love it. Jack all the way out there in Brooklyn. Uh, You know, the one by Oshawa. All right. (laughs) Cheers Cheers to Brooklyn, Ontario. Uh, It helped make Whitby one of the fastest growing uh, places in Ontario. What uh yeah, Whitney unaffordable because of Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> uh, so number two, um, loving watching Benton. Like, I mean, yes, so yes. him stepping on the court, as I said last week was like the place went nuts. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's obviously just at the beginning of his development. There's so much room to grow. You know, he's learning, he's playing just as much time in the nine Oh five is up here. Right. And so it's like, yep. But it is just so fun to see Toronto's own get on that stage and on that platform. It's historic. Every time he like does anything, it feels like it's a historic moment. And to yes. be part of that like history and part of that story for me, it's like it's just so amazing. That narrative, it's like the best narrative on the Raptors, I think, right now. And so for me, he's just been a pleasure to watch. Yeah, uh, great points. And I feel like you nailed it too with uh, him playing, you know, uh, for Raptors 9 5 in the G League. Like, I just watched that game the other day and he was the star of it. And just, it's, yeah, it's cool. Like nine three attempts, I think, in that game. Yeah. And he was hitting them too. So I think like his flaws are, I don't know. It's, it's one of those scenarios where his flaws aren't as big as I feel like, you know, he, people must have thought pre draft because he looks absolutely NBA ready. And like, yeah, if this is his floor, like how much better is this guy going to get? He's six, nine. He's like full Toronto man's, you know, like, yeah. If he, he ever puts a ring on it, if he gets a ring as a Raptor in Toronto, uh, we're, everyone will explode. It'll the, the city oh. will literally implode. You know what I mean? There's like, what's, what are the chances he doesn't open a successful like burger chain within the next like week? You know yeah, I mean? like, like we we have like Vince Carter to thank for bottle service in Toronto. I heard there was no bottle service before Carter like opened up his joint. What will Scotty Barnes do in the burger space? Or no, Banton? I mean, what will Ben do in the burger space? Yeah, he's gonna be like like no smash burgers. You know what I mean? He's gonna be like back to the old burger. 
Yeah, back then it'll be revolutionary. <laughs> back to regular burgers with Delano Benton. It's no a, IPAs, no regular, oh only regular gosh. burgers. You it's know? just Molson X. It's just Molson X and like burgers, no cheese. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's Too just him and him and some Greek dudes. You know, they'll get it done. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Anthony, who's your like two guys you want to see develop? Are you, are you uh, okay? So Matt really made some very good points on Scotty Barnes. And he also jumped on the Delano Banton hype train. <laughs> you got it. Uh, so I, I was going to do that. And I, I was like, Oh, if I go first, I get, I get to hype up Delano Banton as much as possible. Rexdale's finest. Yeah. Um, let me just uh, pony back on to uh, Matt's points. I, I love the length. Uh, he is so amazingly versatile when it comes to switching. And also when he attacks the basket, I love the length, the body control that he has. And mm-hmm. he's a bit of a matchup nightmare against some of those smaller guards that he uh, mm-hmm. plays against when the other benches are, you know, putting their other guys out like the, the other rotational guards. He can just like cut through them. And then like when he extends to make a layup near the basket, like nobody's reaching that ball to block it. Not a chance. And yeah, I've, I've loved to watch him. I, of course... Uh, was a part of the uh, sect of Raptors fans that was like, no, why didn't we take Suggs? No, what are we doing with these second-round picks? Why did we have to choose a Canadian guy? What is this fan service? Blah, blah, blah. But I was wrong, and I will admit 100% that I was wrong about both of those things, and Banton has been great. He's been a revelation. How, mm-hmm. it's, it's, cr- it's crazy that the brain trust could draft the potential rookie of the year and the potential sixth man of the year as well. It's, it's wild. Like, I mean, being a Raptor fan for such a long time and just a fan of Toronto sports, it will take so much, you know, just bad decision-making and calamity for me to not trust Masai and Bobby blindly. Yeah. They've just been competent, year in year out and patient and building and you know perfect answers banton scotty i'll throw in and i feel like he's not the most popular uh dude in in, in raptors fandom but i'm gonna take. throw in uh, who are you saying tragic I, I just love a hot take i love a hot oh okay take. yeah for <laughs> sure. i thought i thought you said tragic i was like he might be the only guy that's not gonna develop you know? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he'll emotionally develop. I don't know. Um, <laughs> mine is uh, it's precious because I feel like, you know, I was just saying this on uh, a podcast I was doing with a friend of the pod, uh, Catherine Niker, who uh, also does uh, Buckets and Tea and um, the Pickup WNBA podcast with me on Sonar. But um, yeah, I was just saying, like, he makes really loud like awkward, bad mistakes. But I think you can see from, or I can see anyways, that there's just so much skill there and athleticism and it might take a lot longer than the other guys, but because of our lack of center depth, he has to play a bunch. So I think we're going to see, like, I think when we look at precious at the beginning of the year and him at the end of the year, it's going to be a dramatically different player, different player. Um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, precious. but I love watching him. And I think that, you know, there's t- like, there's times when, you know, he's hitting buckets and he's, he's making plays and there's times when he's really not. And it's clear, yes. right? There's no consistency yeah. there, but when he's no. on, he's on and yeah, we need him to be good. So let's hope he develops, you know? <laughs> yeah. He can get sure. hot. So crazy uh, as well. And, and I love the fact that he's not afraid to pull up and shoot a three. Like 
that can be a flaw with some of our big men. Yes. <clears throat> Boucher, sorry. Um, <laughs> but he can get so, so incredibly hot, like just heat check level pulling up. Like, there, was it a third quarter or fourth quarter of a game recently where he was, yeah. he just didn't it was, score it was the Memphis any. Game. Yeah, he didn't score any baskets like during the first three quarters. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, fourth quarter uh, bucket Achua just sinking them. Um and if you don't mind, Freddie, I do have one more person that I oh, must yes, I must mention. Please. And I think everybody knows what's coming. Uh, the Asian brother, Yuta Watanabe. Oh, hey. When he is healthy and when he's been back, he's been so good. He he's, has awesome. been, he's been fantastic. And I think very, very uh, critical to the defensive schemes of our guy, Nick. And yep. he has really been showing uh, a lot of good relentless attack to the basket as well. I think in the Washington game, I saw uh, some highlights of him going very, very strongly to the basket and also putting the body on the line. We appreciate a man who puts the body on the line. He's not afraid to get posterized and you know, it's paid off. He's gotten big game saving blocks Mm -hmm. and you know, you'll, you love a guy who will uh, sacrifice everything for winning he yeah. was he was absolutely my favorite player to watch when i went and saw the game against the uh, uh the grizzlies it was so uh his his ability both to like just like a like he's not like a legit legit nba three threat but sometimes he is and he's like it's enough that you gotta he makes people think and yeah defensively he'll like he'll, a guy will blow by him but he won't let that stop him from running as hard as he can and trying to block a shot he'll throw himself wildly in front of people and oftentimes they'll just do like a little head fake and he goes way by which is you know that's that's part yeah. of who he is but you, you love it right you love that he's there that energy and he gets right back up and runs all the way back down the court like he's flying everywhere he's got he leaves it on the court you gotta love that yeah Shout out, shout out to Utah. I feel like on a team full of hustlers, maybe the biggest hustler. Um, all right, let's uh, let's bring in Maddie here. Uh, M- Maddie D. Yo, um, what's up? Yes, uh, this is uh, <laughs> yeah, you're jacked, clearly. Um, it's snowblower season, in New oh, York. yeah, we're blowing <laughs> snow. I can tell. Um, it's good, it's good. Matt likes it when it's cold, know what I mean? Got the AC blowing right now, I'm sure. Uh, okay. this is speaking of cold, nobody likes hot milk, or I guess babies do. Um, you know, what? <laughs> hot milk, <laughs> babies love hot milk. What do you guys think? Um, no, uh, listen, open gym, always pulling out the gems. If you don't, I mean, if you don't watch open gym, you're missing out. It's the best access point to the Raptors there, there is. And, you know, it's still not popular enough in sports. You know, I like, I mean, I'm going a bit of a rant here, but I watched uh, a little bit of the formula one drive, you know, race to success or whatever. And, it's revolutionary. It's cool what they're doing, but they're just doing what open gym's doing. They're following athletes in, in a detailed way in a comprehensive way. And it's just so insightful and funny and weird. All that to say, we got a funny, weird moment. Check it out. If you haven't seen it, precious Achua is, uh, is originally from, from Nigeria, but, uh, I think lives in the States while he was playing ball has not been in Canada a lot and is learning about bag milk, both in the grocery store and in his kitchen, it's hilarious. Bag milk's weird. We got 
two Alberta uh, dudes on the pod. So I think you guys are coming from that, that outsider perspective, which is valuable. So all that to say, what I'm asking here is for future Raptors, how are you going to ease this bag milk process? Uh, let's start with you, Anthony. Like, you know, new guy comes in. He's freaking out. He's scared of bag milk. Um, <laughs> you're there. How do you intercept? How do you make it work? Uh, can I begin with uh, just a quick appreciation of the reference to the F1 Netflix series Drive to Survive? <laughs> oh, what I say? Succeed? <laughs> uh, also, let's see Lewis Hamilton cement his legacy as the greatest of all time in F1 by winning the Drivers' Championship in Abu Dhabi this weekend yes and celebrating oh, with yeah. hot milk instead of champagne <laughs> hot milk on the podium him max verstappen in second valtteri bottas in third let's shoot that hot milk instead of that cheap champagne baby <laughs> yeah you got it that is one of the um, worst images i have ever ever it's not ever. nice you know it's, it's in a big awful. baby bottle instead of that big oh, God. <laughs> champagne bottle crazy. Just, woo! uh all right pampers sponsor let's go (laughs) to get back on track uh i think uh in a semi-jokingly way and also semi-not jokingly way uh the international players who arrive in canada uh they should be given a care package by mlse that includes uh a parka maybe like i just said yeah warm jacket gloves uh some good boots to uh, stomp around in, uh, and also they should be given uh, a, a quick tour of the city uh, sure. to some some good uh, food spots. Yep, Poss- possibly the greatest food spot of the mall to end the tour, the Mandarin Buffet at Young and Edmonton. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Nothing reflects the diversity of our beautiful city of Toronto than a place where you can get macaroni salad, mm-hmm. chicken tendies. Um, mashed potatoes, uh, mashed potatoes, little prime rib, uh, some sushi, ginger and beef. ginger beef, <laughs> lemon chicken. <laughs> you can do it all with your friends and enjoy uh, the beautiful uh, construction of Young and Eglinton. And I think they yeah, have bring them to Comedy Bar as well. Bring them to Comedy Bar West. Whoa, Comedy Bar Danforth. Hey. Matt and I were there last night. We saw the opening of the touring company show for the Second City, and let me tell you, what a beautiful place! Yeah, I, love I bet. It. I bet the Raptors they'll like it a lot as well. I can believe yeah. you look gorgeous in there. Mm-hmm. Bar and everything. Great, like, great answer, oh Gary. Uh, shout out Comedy Bar <laughs> East. Shout out. Uh, I think the hottest accessory that you know Trent Junior can where is comedy bar you know what i mean yeah that's right <laughs> oh or, sure. or a confederacy of dougs too so yes thank you any mlsc people uh i know larry t is always listening to podcasts right so, <laughs> hey larry t let's uh let's send you a couple of tukes for the boys Oh, 100%. Larry T <laughs> is watching Succession and he's being like, that's the Rogers family. And then he's also <laughs> listening to our pod being like, I need a toque. Uh, you know I mean, I won't email the guys or whatever. Um, uh, I, I'll say this. Uh, one of my favorite ideas is, I um, forget which Scandinavian country, but there's like a an expecting mother's uh, care package where you get like a quilt and you get all these things that the baby's going to need. Not saying that NBA players are babies, like but I do milk? think, yeah, warm milk. We're, we're really going there. So um, it's get, it's getting like Freudian around here, but no, um, uh, perfect. Uh, Anthony, give them a care package, uh, a bunch of tickets, maybe some, you know, like loose 
uh, rocks from the Eglinton Crosstown and be like, trust me, it's it's real. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And uh, yeah, just give them the full Toronto experience. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's our Berlin Wall, you know? Eglinton Crosstown. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, also, don't forget the uh, a quick 10-pack uh, of Tim Beebs. I heard they're hard to get, so uh, you can get the, <laughs> get the boys some Tim Beebs so that they know uh, what our uh, national treasure is. And after all that, they'll understand bag milk, I think. Yes. No, yeah. Tony, um, I, I feel like you did not. The whole You just glanced over how weird and ridiculous it is that milk comes in a bag in the first place. You just like totally normalized that. And as someone from Alberta who knows how strange it is, I feel like you've let, you've let the province down. You've let Western Canadians down. You're the reason uh, for Western alienation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, no, Wexit is because I uh, have normalized bag milk. <laughs> okay. Come on, it, it's so weird. It's like like it's 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 it looks strange. It looks like it's some sort of like like alien substance. Like why don't we have bagged anything else? We don't have bagged water. We don't have bagged beer. We have bagged wine, but at least like the the people that make it are not absolute monsters. They put a box around it because right. an uh, like an unboxed bag of wine is one of the most unsettling sights you can see in the entire universe. And they know 100%. that. But yet milk producers here are like, no, we want the people to see how weird and disgusting this is. Yeah, now, put these things it. in bags. It's like, it just <laughs> proves how strong the milk lobby is. Like, we don't need milk that much in our bodies. As humans, like everyone technically is lactose intolerant. Like we're not supposed to drink other mammals' milk, but the milk lobby is so strong. Not only are we drinking more milk than we need to, they're also putting in the most disgusting form. It's just like a total <laughs> flex. They're like, you'll drink this. And we're like, I yeah. guess, I, I guess we will. <laughs> I mean, Matt, you 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 covered a lot of ground. Uh, you know, shout out to repping Alberta uh, as it should be. But yeah, what's your is your solution basically to like give them a truth pill? Like this is messed up. Well, I or are you like, like hey, I'm going to facilitate. Listen, I think, you know, this is indicative of the late stage capitalism that we're facing. We take yeah. down the milk lobby and then we'll have equity. You know, I think I think For sure. we, we stop pushing milk on people entirely. We'd let you know, let Precious buy whatever he wants. Why did the segment have wow. to be about milk in the first place? The milk lobby. That's beautiful. Uh, take down the milk lobby. Uh, Matt's going to, when a new Raptor comes in, <laughs> Matt's going to be like, come with me to the Toronto Reference Library. I am going to teach you about the milk lobby. I don't know why at the Toronto Reference Library, but. The you know, just food a, a, guide, the dude that created it, he's got a shady past. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I know, I know. It's this, this shit's real, get man. We're getting real. It. Not gonna get into it. Also, though, take them like get them poutine and get them beautiful jerk chicken and put the two together and be like, "Welcome to Canada." That's that's what yeah. they need, right? Welcome to Canada, and don't even look over there at that bag of milk. <laughs> um, okay, Maddie, what's up? Uh, I don't know if you're gonna defend bag milk here. Uh, the question was how how do you facilitate this process? <laughs> These guys are like pretty much don't man. Like you know what I mean? Like Burn where are you at? Out. Okay, so it, it, it I have to pertain to the bagged milk gate kind of thing going on. I'm going to talk about the, the bagged milk. I'll say a couple of things about the warm milk, too. Uh, shout out to uh, anybody who has like a, an Eastern European great-grandmother. Uh, if you're like me, then you actually did drink warm milk uh, way longer than being a baby. Uh, because they don't believe that anything cold should be, you should be drinking anything cold. That's an Eastern European bubka thing. So, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of warm milk in my day. A lot of milk, I guess. Uh, I would say uh, for the international players coming and they do see the bag of milk, uh, don't smell the jug. Okay, that's a rule. You smell the okay. jug, it's going to get grosser. And, uh, you know, it, it, it does 
I, I have seen grandparents that freeze the bags of milk because they can't get to them fast enough. That's a gross thing, too, just seeing like a uh, giant block of milk ice that's a bit yellow when it freezes. It's not very cute. So tr- try not to do that. Try to <laughs> try to nice. get a jug that's covered so you don't have to see it if you're going to drink milk. Um he was drinking, I did see that he was drinking homo milk too. So like he's drinking the creamy stuff. Uh, good for you, precious. Um, but I would say to make it easier for the players when they come here, of course, as I always say on this podcast, you do have to give them the sneaky D's treatment. I would like the flight to get in late. I'd like them to get in around 3 a.m. So we're going to have the nachos, but then we're going to hang out and drink some beers and we're going to stay for the breakfast. We're going to have the breakfast a little bit later too. So you get the double whammy there. And then um, this one's a bit, I don't know why this came into my head, but I wanted to like drive them around the city and take them to famous landmarks that are now after condos drinking all night <laughs> after I've been drinking. Yeah. Okay. But the breakfast has absorbed everything. So okay, I'm cool. sobering up. And so I'm like, Oh, you want to see honest Ed's and like get them all hyped about it. I take them there and it's just a condo. So every time it's me coming back in the car, it's like, it's a condo now. You want to go to second oh. city show? It's a condo now. So <laughs> landmark, uh, condo tour after Sneaky D's is the best way to get them into the city. And then, you know what? Top it off. Do a little edge walk with them. Holding hands out there on the CN Tower. Sure. Done. Great. So they show up. They're apprehensive about bag milk. You're like, <laughs> come check out these condos. Don't smell this jug. <laughs> and and stick around for two meals at Sneaky D's. Yeah. Um, well, the cleaners clean around you, I guess. Uh, that's pretty good. It's 24 um, hours there, isn't it? It is. But, you know, mine was simple, okay? <laughs> big guys, big bags. So I'm thinking duffel bag. That's it. Like, it's just clear duffel bag size bag of milk. And be like, listen, this is weird. We get it. But, you know, like Matt said, drinking milk is weird, period. Okay? We're not supposed to drink other mammals' milk. It's weird. So... Be like, hey, listen, we'll write your name on it. It's a big bag. You can like, you know, drink it like uh, like a keg stand, funnel wise, whatever. Put it in your closet. Just a big, thick duffel bag of milk. Gross. And it is gross. <laughs> Fucking gross. I'm not saying it's not gross. I'm not even arguing <laughs> that. I'm just saying I want to, you know, get these guys acc- <laughs> you know, acclimatized to bagged milk. Um, and you can cut the, the you know, the the tip or the triangle part with like a sword or something. You know what I mean? So you're really Saber. just like, you're sabering a bottle of champagne. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, Freddie, oh, you are saber in the bag. You're in, you're in bed with big milk. Yeah. Oh, you better Sounds believe like it. it. I'm, I'm in bed with a big bag of milk. It's my wife. Um, oh, my God. It's my wild. wife. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Like that old comedy uh, person who, oh, wait, you know I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> We're getting sloppy here. Let's move on to some NBA stuff. Um, but before we do, let's take a quick break for our potential sponsors. <laughs> and we're back. Um, Maddie, what's up? Give me that uh, NBA sting. Make it loud. Give me some Adam Silver sounds. Give me what you got. This is Adam Silver. Okay, um, Matt, let's start with you. Uh, the 
Oklahoma uh, City Thunder, led by uh, Sam Presti, who was you know, basically you know doing an elaborate tank, just like the pardon me the Sixers did with a uh, hinky, and uh, they lost massively to the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, also not a top level team. Don't even have John ja Morant their star. They lost every quarter by at least 15 points. This is the biggest loss now, uh, regular season loss in NBA history. So uh, I'm asking you, um, what what is a moment, you know, recent or not in NBA history that's, uh, you know, just a big loser moment, like some an embarrassing record or something bad happened to somebody? What's what's the what's one that comes to mind for you? Yo, I love I love getting in. I love getting into uh, losing streaks. I love getting into uh, <laughs> bad records. I, yes. One of the best things about professional sports in general is that you got all of this data. Like there's people that are just fastidious about it. And um, as you know, Freddie, um, I'm also on the Sonar Network with a podcast um, called um, Bites and Bits. And my co-host, Hisham Kaladi hopefully we'll be a guest here at some point. He, uh, he's a huge Lakers fan. So I really wanted to like find some like really bad Lakers, uh, Love like this. streaks. Uh, however, in my, in my quick research, uh, it was mostly good streaks, positive streaks that the Lakers Yeah, they're had. pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. Generally uh, struggling a bit right now, which everyone loves except for Lakers fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, couldn't really do it. But, uh, next time, next time I'll have some, uh, some dirt on the Lakers, but, as I said, I I would love. I mean, a bit of a hot take for me. I don't need parody in my sports. Like I know that there is a big obsession with obviously making it fair and having parody. But I love when winners just crush teams, and I love when losers lose. You know, when like a team will go for like ages without winning. So what I wanted to highlight. This is getting getting a little, uh, the recent history here, but uh, uh, the Sixers uh, in uh, 2014 2015 were so bad, right? Um, and uh, 2015 2016 too, right around. Uh, um, uh, uh, that era, they lost the, the final 10 games of 2014, 2015, and then they f- lost the final or the first 18 games of the right. 15, 16 campaign. So they had a 28 game skid just going 28 games. I can, it would have been just so depressing to be a fan of that team. But like, I, I think that Philadelphia, because of the way that their fans are, they kind of deserve when their teams lose because they're just historically such harsh fans. And, yes. like, you know, you know, uh, sorry, Philly, but, you know, you've got a reputation of having like the worst fans in like any professional sport, whether that's, you know, the football or baseball or whatever. Right. They're just so hard on their people. The hockey, too. Right. So mm-hmm. I love to see that. And like just for for me, like, you know, in, in 70, 77, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost their first 26 games as an NHL NFL franchise. Loving that. Ottawa Senators, when they came back in the league in 92, 93, you know, in their re-inaugural season, they they had 38 consecutive road losses. I just love it when teams are so bad. It's just it's like the schadenfreude for me of just watching other teams be really bad. Even if it's your own team, there's some weird pleasure I still take and being like, let's keep this streak alive. (laughs) One more loss. One more loss. So I'm about it. I guess I'm a bit of a hater. No, it's good. Losing is is as fun. Well, it's not as fun as winning, but it's a fun part of sports for sure that you got you got to get comfy with. Um, who's your who's your or what's your like losing or bad moment, Anthony? All right, let me set the stage here. It's a uh, brisk night in 2013. Okay. It's the pinnacle of the Los Angeles Clippers lob city regime. Oh, I love this. And, a big man by the name of DeAndre Jordan has the ball 
and he is about to throw it down with all of his might, all of his strength. And a little tiny point guard, shooting guard, combo guard man playing for the Detroit Pistons at the time, Brandon Knight, decides to jump for that ball as well yes. and gets absolutely stuffed, just crammed. DeAndre Jordan throws that ball in the basket so hard it causes a earthquake and people declare Brandon Knight deceased. And it's one of the best posters in, I'd say, the last decade. <laughs> and that dunk, whoo. I commended Utah for not being afraid to be posterized, but sometimes you got to know when to back off. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's one of the best crownings of all time. I remember right right after, yeah, like if you went to the Wikipedia page of Brand Knight, Brandon Knight, it said that he had died <laughs> on the court, which was just mean and funny. Um, <laughs> also, quick shout out to DeMar DeRozan dunking on Chris Boucher. Uh, mm. I think last year, and Boucher looked up like to the heavens, like just laying on the ground. There was this moment of like, you thought that Boucher's body was going to slowly like rise. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he had died. But uh, yeah, like someone getting dunked on that hard is always just like an epic, amazing moment. Yeah. Um, even if it's, it happens on your team, you still can't help yeah. but like appreciate it. You're like, yeah, that's like well, basketball in his purest show of domination. Anthony Edwards crushed Yuta Watanabe last season and people were making memes. Uh, and that is like one of the most tragic things as well is the face that DeAndre Jordan made after he <laughs> committed that murder. He yes. was like, Ooh, it's like he like stepped in a little bag of warm milk. That was the <laughs> discomfort that yeah. he had. And people just went to town making memes with that face with a uh, Brandon Knight just on the ground motionless. Like it was a, a moment that will be in my NBA memories forever. Yeah. Brandon Knight definitely like cocooned and was just trying to think of happy thoughts like boxed milk or, you know, regularly packaged milk. <laughs> and he couldn't, like, he was just, he was devastated. Um, so I, I kind of went uh, in a similar direction to, to Matt, I was looking at like longest losing streaks and just, uh, you know, different moments of, of losing that that really sucked. Um, I also I, I feel like it's recent, but the an ultimate moment for me uh, Well, sorry. I should, I should say that the one I picked was uh, after the after uh, LeBron had left the Cavs the next season, they had a 26 game losing streak. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is just so I, I'm losing LeBron and then losing that much is just, that's just bad. That's just devastating. But uh, no, I wanted to highlight the Patrick Beverly meltdown. I, I just loved how he was just so broken mentally that he pushed Chris Paul in the back. And it was almost like a heel move for Chris Paul. Like, to be pushed and then to not want to fight back and just to be and like Chris Paul was pushed and just started laughing because he was just like, I win. It's like, it was such a victory. Like it reminded me of a schoolyard thing where like somebody, the person who gets hit is like just smiling back and laughing. And um, yeah, ultimate loser moment for Pat Bev. And uh, I enjoyed it. Um, not really historic, but um, you know, I, I think, I think we covered this question. Well, uh, okay, uh, Anthony, let's let's go to you on this one. Um, it's gonna be the last question, 
and take it whatever direction you want, because uh, weird is sort of eye of the beholder. But um, yeah, who is the weirdest player in the NBA right now? Uh, so I had to do a little bit of research uh, on mm-hmm. this topic because I think a lot of NBA players and professional athletes have uh, idiosyncrasies and things that are strange that they do because similar to being uh, a real like Hollywood celebrity, I think they have so many people around them to do menial tasks for them that they forget how to be human after a certain level of stardom. Uh, but there is a person who I think is especially strange in the NBA, and that would be Rajon Rondo. Hmm. Uh, a post uh, from Reddit NBA a few years ago highlights some of these things that Rajon Rondo does. He is insanely good at Connect Four. He showers five times a day Cheers. on game days, precisely 45 minutes before tip-off. He plays cornhole a lot. Very mathematic uh, and really good at math and also incredibly good at roller skating. And he always, for some reason, likes to fight people that are way taller than him. So for that, I say, Rajon Rondo, you're an odd little guy, but respect <laughs> yeah that's that's a lot of weird that's like if you put that all on, on a some kind of dating profile people would be like are you a weird spam bot like yeah, i don't understand pulling them for sure yeah um, is this a bit where you list all of your red flags so that i know yeah. what i'm getting into <laughs> not to be outdone by uh andre bargnani ilmago when he was on insta he was like designer visionary dj yeah. basketball player <laughs> um Matt, what's up? Who's your weirdest player right now? All right. So uh, I, I, I had two that I wanted to, to talk about. I'll, uh, first and foremost, though, um, he, he's weird, but like he's kind of he's my kind of weird, which I, I think I both think he's strange. And I'm also a, a, a James Harden stan. So James Harden is well, I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, he's a great player in the spotlight. A lot of people um, actually say I look like him. Now, I'm, I'm not hmm. black, so that's that's a difference between us. Uh, sure, but yeah. in terms of like beard and you know, uh, per, like the my perfect physique is what people also really talk about. How for like, sure people talk shape, about all the time in, yeah. in, in shape and beautiful my body is. So that's, yeah. that's why. So, anyways, I just want to point that out. But so, like, I mean, obviously, he looks. He's you know, he's one of the most stylish players in the NBA, right? Um, he's you know, he's GQ level. Like he's he's on magazines right um but also what is he hiding recently you know like why, why what is he hiding under those 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 incredible duds um recently he was like filmed like in, in or um there's a picture of him on twitter in the middle of the pandemic with a suitcase at the club he just had a suitcase at the club did you see this ready um and I'm wondering, like, was there a change of clothes in there? Did like, did, was there did like different different outfits for different moments, like pre and post lap dance? I have no idea, right? So uh, that's a little bit weird. Rolling up yep. with rolling suitcase at the club. Also, um, there is he's he's this uh, he's a, a spokesperson for these trolley candies. Have you seen these ads? There is no. there's an ad for these candies. He's he signed onto them. Apparently, he's a big candy guy. And I had to shout out a food guy because you know for bites and biz podcast, but. Um, uh, he is uh, he's the, the spokesperson of these trolley candies where one of the ads is literally a press conference where his beard is just fielding questions. There's like face. There's these reporters and they're just asking the beard questions. They're like, dude, what's up? What, where's James Harden? How is this even possible? You're a beard. And this beard is just fielding these questions that this is a normal thing. And then his face pops up at the end. He's like, I'm James. I'm James Harden. And 
I approve of this nonsense. And just like deadpan into the camera. As if this is not a totally insane concept and crazy ad campaign that he just signed up for. So <clears throat> he's got these, he's got these insane trolley. Uh, you can watch it. There's a, it's a press conference for his beard. It's nuts. I'll send it to you. Please. Uh, but, you know, for those reasons, you know, oh, also, apparently he's got a secret language that he talks with his high school buddies. He like invented a secret language that he still uses today as, as a grown man and NBA superstar. So all of these factors combined to make him one delightful weirdo. Yeah. Uh, Harden is weird as hell. Um, definitely like a, if there's like a Mount Rushmore of weird NBA players, he's going to be up there. Um, the amount of, listen, I like the beard, but the amount of, beard and mustache growth he allows over his lips is something else that's where Um, we differ i gotta have a clean lip i can't do it well that's what i mean yeah Yeah. see you get that you're like listen you be a superstar i'll have a clean lip you know that's it we we Um, made that pact (laughs) we made that pact but yeah you you know you're maybe not in the friendship language pack but you're in the like i'm my facial hair is slightly more you know manageable and nice than yours um pact well and yeah, for sure. And there's really quickly, I just got a shout out. Um, uh, I, I got a shout out the uh, uh, Robin Lopez NBA mascot. Like, yes, feud. like that is got to be one of the most strange and like, but also I think I think it's real. I think he really has beef with mascots. And I get it because I am profoundly uncomfortable by mascots. I do not like it. I've, I've been a mascot before. It was one of like, not for a, a, a team, but like I've worn the full outfit. I was the Easter bunny when I was in my early twenties for my mom's school Easter celebration. And let me tell you, it was weird. I That's love weird, it. Man. It was sweaty. It was sweaty. It was uncomfortable. I, I don't think that I wanted to be there. Or they wanted to be there. Someone that really, I mean, mascots are strange in general to me. It's like they're, someone that really excels at that job uh, has, to, has to give up their entire sense of self. And, yep. and, and just become like, it's, you know, it's modern day clowning. It's, there's, it's, it's, it's something that I don't understand. And so I think I'm on Robin Lopez side, which I guess makes me a weirdo. No, no, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, there was a career, uh, like, uh, kind of like not counseling career thing at my high school where this motivational speaker came and they, uh, they got people to come up and tell them what they want to be when they grow up. And I said a mascot in front oh, of the no. gym and everybody laughed. Um, and it was sort of a joke was sort of not a joke. I realized <laughs> after I said it, how funny it was, but, um, yeah, you know, you don't want to be a mascot. It's, it's, it's weird. You're, you got to give up your sense of self. And that made me think of, okay, my, my weird person, I'll leave aside for just a sec. But if we're talking mascots and weirdness, a couple quick things we won't talk about it on the pod. Cause we already have before, but Matt, if you've never seen it, Anthony, if you've never seen it, do yourself a favor after this podcast and Google, uh, King Cake Baby, New Orleans mascot. You'll go down an insane road. I'll leave that there. Uh, so just do that for your own. Um, that's my afternoon. Just, I got it. Yeah, your own afternoon. Like that's good. Um, also, the Memphis Grizzly mascot, weird as hell. So I don't know how long this has been happening, but Memphis is a big wrestling town, and this mascot has had wrestling storylines woven into their mascot like stuff for years now going through tables uh you know dressing kind of like sting i was recently watching the memphis feed of the raptors game and and without explanation it the mascot did this whole like undertaker bit 
where he brought another mascot like to life from the ground didn't make a lot of sense it just said the grizzly taker because it's yeah so that's weird so take that in enjoy that as well uh for anyone listening memphis uh, grizzlies mascot but um i mean i'm like james harden people say i look a lot like the grizzlies mascot so also you know that's that's a bit hey you know you're like you're like matt it's you know, you're like Teen Wolf. Blue. Yeah. You're, you're a version of, you're, you're somehow, you put those two together, have a little bit of flubber. Let's play some ball, you know? Um, okay. My, my, uh, my weird person, and uh, like flubber, I always try and shout this guy out because I'm curious about this storyline. Like it hasn't developed in maybe a year and a half now, and, and I want to know. Spencer Dinwiddie, happy is healthy. He's doing good on Washington. First time he got big money contract. Um he let people know his intentions post-retirement and his intentions were to build a hundred thousand dollar Iron Man suit uh, and fly around in it and do stuff in it. He's dead serious. He's going to assemble a team. I just Googled it. He hasn't been interviewed about it in a while. Shame on all the reporters not asking for follow-ups because it's 2020 was the most recent thing I saw. It's almost 2022 Washington reporters, whoever's listening to this pod, ask the guy. He doesn't mind talking about it. He'll yeah, talk about it for a while. The Post story. This is a Washington Post story. This is that's a Washington Post story. Hundred percent, Freddie. He's still rich. He still wants to do it. Come on, it's this guy's going to make it happen. Trust me. First Iron Man. Who's, who's that famous guy that wrote like the Trump tell-all book from the Washington Post? What's his name? That famous. Oh, interviewer? something oh. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. He's got to do it. He's got to pick this one up. If you're yes. listening, and we know you are, get to the bottom of it. Also, yeah. Dinwiddie, he was trying to negotiate getting his salary paid out in Bitcoin or uh, cryptocurrency, right? Oh, I yeah. think I, I think that's him. And it is. That's, that's just a side. Me. That's just a B. That's a B plot <laughs> for Iron Man. Okay. Oh my! Uh, that's a B plot for Spencer Dinwiddie's Iron Man. Is that he wants to be paid strictly in Dogecoin and Ethereum instead of receiving USD, so he can build his Iron Man suit to its full potential. To the moon, that's baby. That's right. <laughs> yes. To the moon. <laughs> to 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 the moon. Get it, Dinwiddie. Um, okay, uh, guys, that's uh, that's the pod. We won't be doing quickish questions uh, today, but um, yeah, thank you so much for for being a part of the pod. And quick shout out to everyone who's been listening, sharing, uh, supporting us. We really do appreciate that. So thank you. But uh, yeah, before we go, I'll go to you first, Anthony. Um, what's up? What do you want to plug? What should people know about? All right. So uh, this episode is coming out probably in the next couple days, which means uh, my plug will still be relevant. Uh, Toronto Comedy, it's live. It's coming back. And my hip hop uh, comedy brother and I, uh, we are throwing a show in the city of Toronto, December 16th. It's a Christmas concert. It's Amazing. White Wine and Young Riesling, Pat Ronan Stewart and his band, Duncan Love and your granddad, a comedy country outfit. And we are bringing the patron saint of Hamilton comedy and music, B.A. Johnston, to the city again for another concert. And that's going to be at the Night Owl on December 16th. Get your tickets now, baby. Sick. Check that out, people. Um What's up, uh, what's up, Matt? Well, what should people know about? I mean, d- d- tell us about the pod for sure. Yeah, but man, anything that's, else. A, that's the thing. I, that's the thing I've been like putting my blood, sweat and tears into. So it's called Bites and Bits. It's on the Sonar Network uh, here with Dunks, which is so great. 
Shout out Sonar. Um, I co-hosted with uh, Hisham Kaladi, who is just one of the funniest guys in the country. And the whole idea is we share a meal with uh, some of our favorite comedians and we talk about the food a little bit. We uh, play some games. We talk about life. Uh, we get to know the comedians, hear their background, that sort of thing. It's just a ton of fun. And you can find it everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music. And Tony here is uh, is a segment writer. So he works on the podcast as well. His, uh, his love has gone into it. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just check that out, you know, check it out at, uh, at, at, at the, the Sonar uh, podcast network. You can, you can find it there, but, uh, it's just been such a great time to get to know, you know, using the, like the lens of food to chat with people and to crack jokes. Mm-hmm. It's just been such a, such a fun and literally delicious way, uh, to, uh, you know, to crack jokes during, uh, during the old pandy here. And then uh, as we hopefully emerge, so please check that out. Would love, uh, would love to get your ears on that. Hell yeah, everyone listening uh, to this pod, check that out. Uh, Matt and Hisham are hilarious. Uh, Anthony on the pod is an extra bonus. And uh, I think, uh, is Aaron producing it as well? Yeah, the incredible Aaron Conway, uh, the best producer in the country. Also, oh, yeah. uh, my girlfriend. So I, I have to say that, but even if I didn't, <laughs> uh, it's just true. But uh, she's, she's incredible. She does such a great job and takes care of all the details to make us uh, sound uh, so great and, um, and make it so easy to, uh, to chat with all these uh, funny, funny folks. So she's, she's amazing. Just never, never get to a point where you're referring to her as a bag of milk. Like I did to my wife. You know, um, I don't think that's going to be a problem for me, but you know, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. So you, you don't want to do it. You know, it's a bad place. Um, that's the pot, everyone. Thank you so much. Check out these dudes. They're hilarious. Um, yeah, check out, you know, the comedy's coming back. So uh, good times, mostly, I think. Good times. You know, let's all be safe and all that jazz. But uh, yeah, uh, spread the word. And thank you so much again. And Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please just give me those delicious words. Okay. Okay.